I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, I think you're ready for this jelly, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football <laughs> Ramble. My name's Marcus and Jim's to my left. Hello. Pete's opposite me. Howdy. Luke is to my right. All right. But not to my right hand. Now, um, uh, let's begin. Well, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, because it's over here. Oh, um, uh, now, you. if you... Yeah. <laughs> if Strange. You, Jim, if you Strange were David man. Moore... Don't ever call me that again in front of the listeners. Um, <laughs> if you were David Moyes, um, uh, what would your first day at the club look like? What would your first act, your first address of the players be? Well, you know you hear stories about like really hard guys that get sent to prison, and the first thing they do is they find the big dog and yeah, they oh kick, yeah. kick the shit out of him. Oh, I know, <laughs> all <laughs> too well. Because um, you were in jail for a bit, weren't you? You've been inside. and um, That's not true. <laughs> so basically, I'd I'd sort of teach Wayne Rooney a lesson by hurting him a lot, yeah. and also stamp my authority on the club by just just going in really hard, you know, teaching him a lesson basically. Yeah. Yeah. But you devalue devalue one of the uh, crown jewels, one that will presumably sell oh then sell him. Time. Okay, all battered and beaten. It, yeah, he wants yeah. to go anyway. Send him a message. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's a strange answer, I know. Does it, yeah, it, it that. does the cliche of beating up trying to beat up the hardest man in prison does it, it would it be too much of a cliche if you actually entered prison and went yeah I'll have a go at this and then everyone's going oh this is so gauche this has been done before did, hasn't it yeah, did so people do that <laughs> did they look <laughs> I wouldn't do that I'd just hide yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but Marcus when you were in did that happen <laughs> it was an open prison <laughs> um, uh, I never went to prison uh, Pete uh, I would uh, walk into the dressing room uh, where all the players are sort of sat, sat around and I would show them the full range of boggle-eyedness that I could get out of my eyes. So I'd go full lids open, because you know he's quite, he's got <laughs> incredible eyes as, as Moyes. Yeah. And I'd sort of go full open, half-mast, closed, and then, and then just say, remember, I'm a younger man than Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. so I could probably get him right out on stocks at one point. So, yeah, I'd just show them the full range of my eyes. So you thought I'd ask that as if you were actually David Moyes? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that was, wasn't yeah, that the... Yeah, that's surely was that inherent in the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to take it so literally. Hmm. But that's fine. Though. I probably just manage as best as ca- I can, really. <laughs> no, 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 but not, not on I'd the first I probably manage day. to the, full, the, the fullness of my faculties. That's Luke, what I do. save it. I'd probably do... You're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your job. <laughs> no, I wouldn't really. I'd probably do a um, a ceremonial, uh, get every single possession of Alex Ferguson's I could find and burn mm. it in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then when someone else come here, come out and said, what are you doing? I'd go, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'd stare him down. Stare him right, you uh, yeah. yeah, and then that would be that. Mm. I think maybe another way to go would be just kind of pretend you were Alex Ferguson start dressing like him talking <laughs> like him start getting surgery <laughs> yeah. to look like yeah. him mm. that you say out. surgery you mean wine <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd um, I think I'd bring in some 
some baked flapjacks for the players. Uh, yeah. Icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'd, yeah. shout chaps. I'd shout you, if I had whiskey nose, let's have frisky nose, and I'd try and forcibly kiss them all. <laughs> <laughs> Always kissing with, with your flapjacks, would you take them in, sit down and go, well, you can't have any because you've got a game, so I'll... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they, are, they are very nice. Or say, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. all your medals. Yeah, a strange array of, of answers. Um, no one's going to get the points this week for that. Oh, First time ever Because I did the willy cop Maybe the listeners Can contribute their own answers Perhaps yeah, exactly. you could uh, Bestow puns, uh, points upon them Yeah Because mm. that was piss poor <laughs> um, uh, Let's quickly go Flapjacks And you're calling that was piss poor <laughs> you, haven't yeah. actually, you haven't actually Derided us for our answers In a while Sometimes you used to say mm. Quite a lot yeah. poor. Come on <laughs> I've, Well it's a new regime yeah. In my head um, Let's go to the FA Cup uh, Where the magic was on display I was there of, yes, in correct. front of Luke Moore's <laughs> eyes uh, Manchester City 0 Wigan 1 Ben Watson with a lovely glancing mm, header mm. to win the cup did for Wigsy did you see Dave Whelan claimed um, he dreamt um, that they yeah, that's right, get yeah. City and win 1-0 but mm. he didn't He didn't. you know want to say it beforehand <laughs> yeah, you, you, you wouldn't say that beforehand it's, it's almost like he's taking credit by saying he's got some sort of deep relationship with with the universe and he's attuned to what's mm-hmm. going to happen in the future it's Russell Grant-esque really um, did, he, did he once break his leg in the cup final he did <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. Unfinished business. Yeah, there was not anymore. About. Not anymore. Nah. Not anymore. It was a fat weekend. Was superb. I really enjoyed yeah, the yeah. game. I was they surpri- were excellent. I've not seen it again. I've not seen any of the uh, highlights again. But because um, obviously I don't show replays of the controversial stuff uh, in in the stadium itself. Yeah. But um, when I when I was leaving the stadium and I checked on Twitter, a lot of people were saying it's quite a boring final. I didn't think it was at all. I thought it wasn't bad. Actually. I think it was, it was very very attacking. I didn't expect oh, that. Mate, it was great, wasn't it? They came to play, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't yeah. shut up or anything. But it must it be so frustrating as a Wigan fan. I, I think I might have said this last week that. You know they're they're right down there. I mean, we'll talk about the relegation stuff in a in a, in a bit. But they played such great football against Manchester City and went mm. to them. Any other side down there in amongst it with Wigan fighting uh, for survival or, or even some who have survived would have been battered by oh, City it, in the final. I'll tell you, Pulis would have put a second string out probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm. do you know what I mean? It's, it, they they took or it forfeited. Well, not yeah. just, not just like the fact- to put on an extra training set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, we're working on throws. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just the fact that they they played uh, their best <laughs> side when they really need to stay in the league. Um, the fact is that they took the game to Manchester City I don't think any other cl- in any club in the bottom half of the table is capable of mm. doing that I, uh, you know quite often we, we see the cup final will be all the established teams against um, you know what you might term an underdog and it's pretty much always the uh, established team win and it, it didn't happen this time it's brilliant isn't yeah, it yeah they were, they were excellent there was, a, there was a back three to begin with yeah. also with wing backs which was deployed those, very well those wide players I really play. like Espinosa yeah he looked he look really good they play so far up, up the pitch <laughs> yeah and, and uh, I was, yeah I thought I had a really quiet game and I, I was wondering whether it was because he you know he didn't fancy it which is hard to think of given it was a cup yeah. final mm-hmm. or if he just he felt like he needed to give his defence so much extra protection that he just stayed back there well for all his plaudits he's quite, he can be quite an awkward player to fit in sometimes is he defensive midfielder does he go forward do you keep him just there but late on um, Mancini brought on Rodwell and pushed Yaya Toure further up yeah. they didn't really do anything either no, it was, it, I mean uh, there were a couple of penalty shouts all around I haven't seen them again so I don't know how, how, how sort of nailed on they were or weren't but um, I thought we were going to a better team I sat next to a guy um, who, who's a Man City fan and he was saying that you know their first everything yeah they're, they're, they're. Well, Cleese was getting his pants pulled down all the time mm. it, it was it McCall- really was Wigan uh, looked like a much better team McManaman was excellent he was yeah. excellent yeah I mean Everton let him go when he was like 16 how can he have a, how can he have been a poor player at 16 and be so good now 
Well, it's you know, strange. people move at different rates. Don't of course, they? of course, but they must be kicking themselves now, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. He just looks such a prospect, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, Luke, you told me about a quite horrendous exchange between oh, yeah. two City fans that you saw. Oh, what was this? I presume they're both City fans. The one, the protagonist, definitely was. Basically, um, was it Nolan Liam? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was sat in um, in the City end, and I um, and at the f- full time whistle, obviously, there were some, some people who were a bit annoyed, and, and chiefly, I think, because uh, they expect to win the game. And uh, obviously, when Portsmouth played Cardiff in the final, I expected Pompey to win. Had they not won, I'd have been annoyed. You'd, so, have, you'd have kicked off. I had a few shouts of um, Pellegrini. Oh, oh, did you? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. He's, he's left. He, he left sunny Spain to manage in the rain. Apparently, <laughs> before he's even announced. Bit disrespectful, yeah. but anyway, um, there's one guy there, mid fifties or whatever, um, a bit older. And he was annoyed that the city didn't win mm-hmm. clearly. And there was a couple of Man City fans, I presume, because it was the Man City end who who were who were caught by him, like laughing and joking at the final whistle. Probably because I've had a day out, you know. It's, mm. They don't take it that serious. I just thought, well, you know, you might as well laugh. You know, gallows humour, probably. Yeah. And this guy took loads of issue with him. I started shouting at him um, because he was on the, the slightly the level above, and there's a fence between, like a waist high fence. Yeah. He started swinging for him. Oh my goodness! He couldn't, he couldn't get near him. They were laughing at him because he's like this older man who's really angry. <laughs> yeah. So he started spitting on them. Oh my goodness! So he had this bit of pizza. He's spitting food at them. Why didn't he just throw it? I don't know. I've I no yeah. idea. Was yeah. it Gary Cook? <laughs> well, oh, did you see what? <laughs> come on! Did you see what Gary Cook was wearing? You know I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big GC was there. What was he dressed in? Nice, nice uh, suit jacket. He was. He looked. He looked uh, as he would say, probably pucker. Pucker, eh? <laughs> um, oh dear. But what a goal from Ben Watson, Pete, in the last minute as well. Yeah, it was a scene. Bit of a drama. pylon! Yeah. <laughs> a pylon, ladies and gentlemen, the Never Cup final! Yeah. Oh. This is the best place for a pylon. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, Wigan were superb, and it's the first time that um, uh, Dave Whelan's won the FA Cup, so well done. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a weird, single handedly. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's a weird situation for, for Wigan to be in, really, because they are. Yeah, it is know, a they bit. could pretty much be resigned to, to uh, going down. Has like anyone the won Cup. the FA Cup and been relegated? No. In the same season before? No. no, they haven't. They've been to the final. Middlesbrough got to the final under Robson. Really. Two finals, I think that's. League Cup as well, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they have, anyway, not to my knowledge. Yeah, it, would be a, it would be a real shame, but that's, I think that was one of the great things about their performance Wigan because they've I mean Man City could put it all into that final mm. whereas Wigan have this relegation battle you know very uphill task but they managed to put all their efforts into the into the FA Cup final which was it, it really is to be admired because they, they didn't look as though that they had their mind on other things mm. Martinez um, has, has managed to channel all of their focus onto that game, and, they, and, they, and they've won, and they've rightly played, so. They've played a good, good couple of matches the last few weeks, though. You know, they oh, played well Swansea. They were, uh, they still scored a couple of goals. You know, yeah. I mean, they still yeah, led in that match. But they know. beat West Brom yeah. before that, didn't they? The, um, I thought it was really strange how Manchester didn't start with uh, Milner. Yeah, I thought that. Who yeah. will be a real, he'll run himself into yeah, the ground? Exactly the sort of player you want against a team like Wigan. And that flank with Espinosa on it. Yep. Would have, I mean, I don't, I don't think they would have had as much trouble with Milner there because he, he runs all day. And oh, it's a big old pitch. It's a big old. It is a big old pitch. Oh, Played on it, Pete. It's massive. Oh, so bad, mate. Oh, yeah. It was very good. Uh, a bit unfair on the uh, on the keeper, Joe Hart started. I say unfair. Yeah, I mean, do you know what the reason behind that was? Because like I say, I was there, so I, I didn't. I didn't. No, see they didn't. Him I think it's because he just wanted his best side out. Right. That's because he, he's, he's used Pentelim on the whole time, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. I mean, I know people say. Oh, that's a bit unfair. But well, it's football; it's a cup final. Then obviously, there is something to be said about that. But uh, you know, it ultimately, it shows a little bit of respect for for our Premier Cup competition, which uh, should be applauded. I think. Do you think so? Yes. Okay. It's not time for romance when you're lifting trophies, Marcus. No, no romance <laughs> at all of the cup. I really enjoyed the um, the footage, the uh, 
show they had on ESPN uh, it was in the morning before I left um, and it was a round table discussion with Mark Hughes Tony Adams Frank LeBeouf and uh, who was the other one? Oh, Pat Jennings and uh, Frank LeBeouf actually said on it that um, he ranks his 97 FA Cup win alongside his World Cup winners medal really? he said he, he said they wanted to win as a Frenchman he wanted to win the World Cup so uh, the FA Cup so badly and the reaction from the fans afterwards and the parade and stuff was equal to him in his opinion as winning the World Cup blimey and Tony Adams went I'll swap you mate I'll swap you <laughs> <laughs> well, he wanted to win the World Cup so much he won the FA Cup <laughs> yeah, yeah well he won them both by accident yeah, won them both Easy peasy. Um, let's go um, to let's go to obviously to the Premier League. Oh, we, I mean, we've got to start with. Uh, Should we not have a mention of Manchester losing his job? Well, no. I was going to say let's go straight to Manchester. Oh, sorry. Okay. There's right. uh, a bit of uh, movement in in the positions of power there. Um, uh, Mancini's lost his job, and Alex Ferguson has given in his <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, David Moyes is, is is the winner, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a very odd competition I've just made yeah. up. Maybe he can manage them both. <laughs> so is, Mo- oh. you, is, is Moyes getting the points this week? That's <laughs> yeah. why you held them back. Indeed, give him a head start. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And he gets a charity shield game against Wigan to kick off with. He'd be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> so Alex Ferguson has has retired. Uh, did this come as a surprise? Yeah, it did. Like, uh, do you I'm, think? I'm still. Well, the week I just before in his program, though, he said he's, he's sticking around, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he is. Well, <laughs> yeah, in a different so. capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought he'd go on and on and on. I assumed he'd like. I assumed I'd die before he like left that job. Yeah, I just can't. We're still time. Picture Man United with that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a game left. <laughs> so, and I've got plenty of gigs. <laughs> so it's a certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I think um, it didn't surprise me to be perfectly honest because he's wrestled the title back from City. Mm. I think he would have liked to have done better in the Champions League. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but, true. I mean, he but, said that for a long time. But realistically, looking at that Manchester United side, how far off winning the Champions League are they? Mm. Quite far. Yeah, they're not going to win it in the next few seasons unless um, some big signings are made. Yeah. And blah, blah, I wonder blah. If, the, if the money is there for that, as we've you know we've seen with the debt they have foisted upon them. Uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of talk as well about Mourinho eventually stepping over, uh, uh, taking over at United, and how Ferguson and Mourinho have quite a good relationship, and it was seen that that was paving the way for mm. it. And I wonder if um, Moyes. You know, obviously he's a good candidate for it but he knows how to work on a budget doesn't he, and it's he does. obviously it'll be a higher budget but there still will be some constraints there yeah. so I think maybe that's why Mourinho's just not even seemed to get a look in yeah I, I, I was surprised as Jim sort of touched on I was surprised that Mourinho was never in the run and I assumed he would have been um, sounded out but I mean the point around this appointment with Moyes is it's clearly not been oh right so Alex Ferguson's handed his notice in who are we going to get no, yeah, it's yeah, clearly, yeah. it was clearly planned exactly, like a, yeah. a succession wasn't it the same way in, in, in a way that um when um, Villanova took over from Guardiola mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of talk for about a day wasn't there who's going to replace him and they just went oh it's Villanova yeah, you know? yeah. And, and so I think that Ferguson had a big part in, in, in appointing him I think it was planned for a long time and it does sort of make it does sort of make sense you, I mean you could the only criticism you can level at Moyes is that he's never really managed at the very highest level but he's never had the chance to do that yeah, well, so exactly, it's impossible yeah. to, to criticise him anyway. he's not won any trophies I mean yeah, no. Well, in the same way that you know Alex Ferguson already managed in Scotland and Scotland as well, so it's not it's not as if he was. Uh, mm. he but was my, the top of everyone's list. But Moyes has managed, you know, a few big players. I mean, it's not like he's just been in the Championship yeah, exactly. or League One or something. He, he got Everton nearly to the Champions League. Exactly, time, you know, he's done a lot of. He's but, basically done everything he could with Everton, really. Yeah, he d- and he didn't have the budget, and uh, which is obviously well documented. But Everton, he's brought through younger players, which 
is of course a part of the, the fabric at Manchester United doing that he's managed more experienced players I mean he, he is a good candidate I mean not candidate he's a good man for the job really I mean personally I'd love to have seen Mourinho just for the lols yeah um, <laughs> but I, I think Mourinho there's a couple of points on the Mourinho thing I was just going to say the, the comparison between Moyes and Ferguson I suppose the difference would be that Ferguson won a European trophy at Aberdeen mm-hmm. yeah. and so had I suppose never mind that's our Scott and as Pete said but he had at least a, a more had more of an idea that he and, and also by the way he was he, he didn't do much for the first couple of seasons Ferguson no, no. so we had time to bed in I think that's why Ferguson made that point that guy, well, he did break the duopoly in Scotland yeah. which is you know not to be kind of downplayed mm. did, um, you, did you see that guy who, who made the uh, big bed sheet um, back in the day yeah. in uh, Tar for yeah. or whatever yeah. and, and he, <laughs> apparently he, he made a similar one for the, for this afternoon's match yeah. right. he, said, he said three years and it's the same old excuses Tarah Ferguson yeah, this time yeah. around it was thanks for all the blah blah Tarfa you yeah. <laughs> but the Mourinho thing I was going to say was yeah. two points on that one is that Mourinho is known for not sticking around too long that's right which they would have put you know, yep. off probably but it's the other thing was if you're Mourinho or you're Guardiola or you're someone at that very top level would you rather be the man who replaces Ferguson or would you rather be the man who replaces the man who replaces yeah, Ferguson absolutely, yeah. and that gives you a lot more time and a lot more flexibility so yeah, I think yeah, because yeah, I mean it, there's a it almost seems like the spell's broken now doesn't it like Man United it's such a dynasty like it's it's an incredibly difficult thing to go in and take over from but you, I, was, sorry, I was thinking I, mean, I was just thinking like um, Man United fans this is what it's like to support a normal club <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that, that's yeah. it they're, they're unique like that they're not like other clubs because they've had probably the best mm. manager of all time for mm. like did, did, you know as long most of our adult lives did, did, did Portsmouth have flags for, for Harry Redknapp's last <laughs> day did he have to make a sort of a speech on the pitch I the can't end? even remember Redknapp li- what happened when Redknapp left actually I'm not really sure it was so quick yeah I can't remember yeah, one minute he was <laughs> yeah, gone just in, in a cab at the, the airport yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah riding a horse into the sun his house flaming but how notes flying at the back of his bag come on Ben I am get on the back yeah yeah. <laughs> bags with swag written on them yeah. dropping out yeah. <laughs> oh, it was um, it was it was a lovely old day at uh, Old Trafford um, when they played Swansea uh, obviously won 2-1 Rio Ferdinand Got the winner, but um, oh, that was a great fin. It, it was really strikers' fin. It, it was brilliant. It was, uh, yeah. but it was it was great at the start um, with with everybody with the flags and, and and that big playlist. Did you see the playlist yeah. of sort of old uh, baggy Manchester bands and whatnot, <laughs> and a few others? Um, and then at the end, when I was watching it, when when Ferguson came out on the pitch and addressed the crowd. I, I, to be perfectly honest, there was there was an ounce of emotion in of in, in my heart, you know, he, he, because he, you thought. Bloody hell, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay, there's one game left, but you thought, my goodness, you know, th- 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 what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is what I mean. I can't quite get my head around yeah. it. He's just been there as long as I've known what football is. But really. it was, but it was a great speech as well. It was off the cuff, wasn't it? I, I've, I got a little bit emotional. <laughs> when he was walking on the tunnel and he seemed to be I know he stopped for a while to be introduced but when he was walking on the tunnel he was sort of walking really slowly mm. and it made me a little bit like sort of emotional because a bit like yeah. he doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to fucking walk up there mm. which he wouldn't want to do it yeah. I mean ideally in his, I imagine he would love to be 50 and to manage for another 20 years obviously it can't happen yeah. so it was a little bit um, I like the way that in his speech he mentioned he made a, a, a real point of saying your job now or our job now is to yeah. support the new manager yeah. so you've got that was good which is because I think there was a, a f- there's been a few eyebrows raised about him hanging around at the club yeah because um, I think it's Wilf McGuinness I think it was he managed after Busby and he and he really struggled because I think he felt a bit like a bit like when John Major took over from Margaret Thatcher do you know what I mean it just cast a hell of a shadow really bearing so, in yeah. mind he's you know the most successful manager that certainly English football ever, ever known I think yeah. but it's just, it just seems a little bit I love it mate I love yeah, it if, if after David Boyce did his first team talk and they walked out and Fergus was just there going I wouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but, I'm not saying anything. but I think with Busby though the difference <laughs> was Busby 
clearly hated not not managing anymore and I think he was almost trying to manage through the other guy wasn't he or he was certainly the puppet master or something well I think he was putting his two pence worth in and going "Mm, you know I fear for Alex Ferguson's horses they're going to get shouted at (laughs) (laughs) but I think with Ferguson it is very much you know I'll be here for, for advice and to Give you this and uh, transitional and period, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was. Stra- did you hear the rumours come out? And I have to stress, obviously, they are rumours. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but this, it's been alleged that um, Phil Jones and Wayne Rooney had a fight this week. Is that really? right? And Phil Jones chinned him. Apparently, that's, oh, that's okay. a rumour I read on the inside. I don't know if it's true wow. or not. Um, they usually are. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that was so that was another little bit of a subtext because obviously really didn't play a part um, today in, mm. in the final game at Old Trafford. God, I'd like to have seen that just for the gurning. I was going to say, did yes. Rooney sort of say to him, why are you looking at me like that? For? I'm just, that's what I do. This is just what I look like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I punch you, you'll look like me. I mean, he goes enough playing football. Imagine what he's like when he's fighting. Oh, it's terrifying. I bet <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, Paul Scholes has, has announced his retirement as well. I did, did quite find it quite funny when Scholes said, I've done it at a perfect time, you know, with, with regards to Ferguson and Wayne Rooney handing in a transfer request. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've gone under the radar, really. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that really linked to the Ferguson and Mancini thing was obviously Mancini's been and been undone by underperformance essentially mm. um, and um, Scholes was asked about what makes Ferguson so great for you and he said um, his greatest skill for me is the way he protects his players mm-hmm. there's no way anyone will say about Mancini no Mancini no no, well, Mancini's really a nice sort of a, abrasive isn't he and it, 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 will, it will prickle and does a lot of stuff in public and, okay. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's strange you get the impression you know, he, you know he was a striker wasn't he a very hot headed player and he's mm. just carried that over it's just, just mm. his temperament yeah indeed I mean, Pellegrini's looking like the, the man well to take over from Mancini if indeed he, he does get the mm. sack which we all expect that he will I su- I'm surprised that City aren't trying to go for Mourinho purely because it's just they're, they're that club aren't they they're, they're, they're the money club I let's, mean, uh, let's get the big guys in without showing any bias against certain clubs would it bring a smirk to your face if Mourinho went there and Chelsea fans were a bit disappointed uh, no I don't think it would okay. I think that would make City sort of potentially unstoppable yeah okay <laughs> I don't know on the, on the um, Skulls thing um, I don't, he didn't even look like he was happy with Ferguson mentioning him in his speech. I know. He sort of, he sort of like everyone was like laughing. It was almost like everyone was laughing because I know how embarrassed he'll be. <laughs> I love little stories here coming out about Paul Scholes, like he's not got an agent. And I remember someone saying a while back, I think it might have been when he retired the first time, or when he wasn't when he wasn't playing. That people were saying, oh, I used to see him like in Morrison's and Oldham pushing a trolley around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the most normal bloke ever. <laughs> yeah. And he also said that he might be a coach, but he's not sure now because yeah. obviously Ferguson's leaving. Mm. That's right. That's right. So um, the the yes. Rooney thing is, is surely worth yeah, well, a mention, is it not? Well, Rooney handed a transfer request. Pete, where's he going to end up? You'll know. Um, well, I didn't. didn't Manch- I think Manchester, <laughs> Manchester, are try- Manchester United are trying to uh, basically say that he, he's not for sale and stuff, just to drive the, the money up for me. Yeah. Mm. And uh, they reckon they won't sell it with another English club. Cost them will. They, as long as they can get the twenty. I reckon they'll make oh, twenty million on them. At least. No, yeah. I, I, re- I read that like, oh, but let's talk about Bayern. There's no way they're going to pay. There's he's, no way they want him. He's, he's one. been that fairly. I can see maybe a little bit more likely. Well, people. I think people are saying Bayern because Pep Guardiola obviously likes to play with the false nine, which is a very trendy. Thing to say um, <coughs> nowadays, but he, he, you know, with Messi, Ford who likes to drop in, Rooney can do that role. He's been fairly pedestrian for a, a, a vast swathes of this season, yeah. and he needs a change. I'm not saying he that does, he, won't, no. he won't derail, but his, you know, his, his best years are behind him. Clearly, he started very young, he exploded yeah. very young. You just sort of fear, well, you know, what's good, what's his 29th well, we, we birthday going to look like? We see it happen so often now. So people say people will take issue with you saying that about Rooney for people. I agree with you. I think and Ferguson mm-hmm. said as well today or the other day, whenever it was, said yeah, Wayne Rooney's been annoyed because he's been substituted. 
and if that's fine but if he was playing at his best he wouldn't have been that's right. yeah. but he wasn't involved at all yeah do you think Ferguson did is that is that not a political move though well do, yeah, maybe yeah. did Ferguson do that you're not ruining my day it's a clear day. message yeah. to him isn't it it's like enough is enough I get the quite definitive last laugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but he's, he's you know <laughs> his whole career is, he's, he's a history he's had a history of being, being moving on moving on you know incredible talents and, and people who that's right yeah, yeah, absolutely and it's brilliant isn't it even even uh, is basically like his party that game was he's <laughs> yeah. still doing that yeah. like do you think he said to, to David Moyes yeah. uh, so what what are you what are you worried about and he went well obviously worked with Wayne before I know he can be don't worry yeah. <laughs> that'll all be Not dealt with before you get here yeah. <laughs> so where can you see him going because the rumours um, which have obviously just been made up by people writing articles are, are PSG as we've said and also Chelsea Chelsea I think it was a reasonable shout you think yeah don't see, I, mean, I think they'd take him Oh, I, think Actually, I, you know, I, I just think you know it, people just aren't talking about him anymore. He's he's probably off the FIFA box. I can't remember. I can't remember seeing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's always he wants, a sign. He, wants, he wants to be that player again. He wants to be the, the, but, the player that people talk about. The player that put. But, yeah, but, but surely he should go abroad then um, for a new challenge. I mean, I know you say it should. He's an Englishman, Marcus. They don't want to do that. My, my issue yeah. would be with him would be that uh, when he handled the transfer request in before a year or two ago, he was said that he, he initially said that he wasn't happy with the sort of players that Man United weren't signing. Mm. You know, the players they they weren't getting the players they wanted, and then now obviously United <laughs> do sign a, a striker like like Van Persie. And he's like, oh, I want to go. It's probably Paul Stretford, isn't he? Yeah. Probably is. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll see. You should be getting more Wayne <laughs> for Don't me. Be I mean, satisfied, you. Wayne. Don't worry, Wayne. <laughs> Look at your amazing life, Wayne. It's not enough. Yeah. Don't worry, Wayne. You are still the best. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed let's stop to enjoy it Wayne <laughs> let me enjoy it I reckon Streff would give him his hair his evil hair oh it's just God. kind of like it's grown into his brain yeah, and making him do silly out. things oh dear uh, let's talk about Aston Villa 1 Chelsea 2's Frank Lampard became yeah. Chelsea's top goal scorer yeah. of all time I'm really delighted for yeah. Frank that he's managed to do that it's an amazing time. achievement I think it he really deserves is. full respect absolutely and it was for a midfield player as well it was a bit of a, um, a concern that uh, that it was two games left was he yeah, going to exactly. do it and, and he scored one and he thought oh good he's, he's equal and then to get the second was, was quite glorious yeah. not um, bad for a little chubby kid and <laughs> now Benitez doesn't have to play him anymore yeah. <laughs> well absolutely yeah I mean he wasn't it's not like he's been at the club all his life no and he signed not. for them in his mid-20s yeah. so mm -hmm. it makes it even um, more of an achievement according to Adidas this is the breakdown of how he scored them 20 with the left foot 81 with the right 48 penalties uh, 16 headers and 38 volleys 38 I mean they don't specify volleys I'm not sure I've even ever connected with 38 <laughs> 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 doing yeah. kiki up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah incredible incredible um, and of course Chelsea have pretty much confirmed that they'll be playing Champions League football next season I mean he went through that period of, of scoring more than 20 goals yeah, or 20 yeah. or more for like 5 or 6 years in a row yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's on this season but I'm pretty sure that's he's got like that 17 is, this yeah, season yeah well I mean that, that's pretty yeah. much up to now hasn't he yeah. scored something like 165 in the Premier League and yet and Paul Scholes has scored 107 and Gerrard's got like 98 or something right. like that like significantly more right, than yeah. the other kind of leading players in his position mm. brilliant yeah Lee Bowyer 57 <laughs> that's not bad I had a good fact um, today and it was that um in English professional football across all four divisions Roberto Mancini is the ninth longest serving manager oh my goodness that's, that's mad that's horrendous how long yeah. is that then was that including Ferguson or not 
I think that's not, no, it's not including Ferguson and Moyes because they're gone. It doesn't matter. No, yeah, it's still <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Whether he's the ninth or the eleventh, yeah, it yeah, really yeah, doesn't yeah. make much difference. Uh, so yeah, it was a good win for for Chelsea. Um, oh, they did really well, by the way. We should say they battled that back from a goal down. Yeah, man sent off. Yes, I thought I left the house when it was one 0 and Ramirez had gone, and I thought, I tell you what, mm-hmm. they might just they might struggle here because Villa have been doing okay. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and they did really well to turn it around. So yeah, fair play to them, I say. Um, and Stanley Petrov's retired. Yes, yes. it's well, also worth pointing out that he's in remission. Yeah, which is obviously brilliant news. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He was a great player for them. It's, yeah, they've really missed him. It's a big shame. I think they're going to keep it in and around the club, are they not? I I I, you'd hope so, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, you'd certainly hope so. Um, uh, elsewhere, Spurs kept up their Champions League hopes with the two-one win against Stoke, mm. putting the pressure on, oh, on Arsenal. Just, you know what? I think I, I know. I think probably over the last six or seven weeks, I've predicted every single team to fall out of the top four. But um, <laughs> I just think Spurs are going to come up a bit short. They're hanging on by their coattails now. They battle back into that draw with Chelsea twice. Mm. They battle back against Stoke to win. Well, they've scored late goals in like the last like, seven or eight games. I think though, you know, they've got it in them. They're not giving up. But but they need Arsenal to slip up against Wigan really well that Arsenal-Wigan game is so important it's at huge. both ends of the table it really is isn't it? Last, last game of the season Arsenal were at Newcastle who are safe yeah. now aren't they mm. yeah, what safe. a win Pete 2-1 against oh, yeah. the mighty QPR that's that second, second cool. the second that's ridiculous so low extravaganza from the goalkeeper are you mightily relieved uh, yeah I think so but I, I don't know what's happening the Dempsey's for Spurs by the way both on the same day Yeah, good penalty by Benafra as well in off the bar you don't see many of those I think you just said penalty did I? No, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, still, at least we got some more confirmation that QPR really are terrible. Oh, <laughs> From Harry Redknapp as well. After the game, <laughs> Harry Redknapp was saying, uh, 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 to be honest, I think a lot of these players had struggled to get the top half of the championship. They just don't uh, got the quality. Like, oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. You signed four of them. Man motivator. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah you've uh, signed all of the worst ones <laughs> recently. Nice to see Steve Harper uh, getting on the field because he's obviously yeah. he's leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. Is he going to play? Time. Will he play against Arsenal? Yeah, he will do, yeah. Crawls out and uh, saws Elliot. Oh, naughty, Stevie Hart. Well, Stevie. so Newcastle are now te- safe because even if Wigan. Because uh, we're going to play Villa, aren't they? Yeah. In, okay, uh, cool. the last game of I tell you what, so. that is a very handy fixture for, for a few sides down there because mm. Fulham, beaten uh, 3 1 by uh, Liverpool. They are. I, I mean, I said this last time. From Daniel Sturridge, didn't they? Newcastle United are a point above Fulham. Mm. That's how bad Fulham have been this season. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if it wasn't for Wigan playing Aston Villa, you know, they. Well, if, if we can get a re- some kind of result against Arsenal, they'd be right in amongst it. Mm. Well, the only way Fulham can go down is if is if um, it must be if Wigan win both their games, yeah, and Villa get battered, and Fulham don't win because Fulham's goal difference is better than Fulham's. Yeah, no, yeah, it would it would take too much. Well, you no, know, it can't happen because it would need Wigan to win both their games and then beat Aston Villa, and Fulham's goal difference is better. I hate end of season than Aston match. Villa, so they, they, they're yeah. fine, but only. But it's very been a terrible fortunate. season. It's been a yeah. terrible season. Indeed, like, I, think, I think they've won two of their last ten. What about um, Sturridge? The hat yeah. trick. Mm. He's been superb, isn't he? Yeah, I've, I've always celebration. Oh yeah, just makes him look like a dick. Yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, you have done a brilliant goal. Now you've ruined it. Yeah, um, he does. He even does those celebrations when he scores like the sixth goal. Yeah, in a game that's already won or something. He, but it's, it's, he might as well be going up to the fans, going, "Yeah, that was easy because I'm yeah. so brilliant, you pricks. I've yeah. got your money. You know, you pay to get it. I've got that. <laughs> what are you clapping for? I do this all the time. I don't applaud you when you are at McDonald's, dickhead. See you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you do, Daniel. I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, Mate, you I've, I've always thought he's a good player. He just needs to play yeah. games, really. Absolutely. He needs the manager to tell him not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, uh, stop doing that. Okay. 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 Grow up. <laughs> Think of the support. Okay. Okay. <laughs> look, at my pull, look at my pullover. Okay. <laughs> Go get the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really struggling to say. 
It's harder than that accent. Brendan Rogers' impressions are the toughest ones. Okay. Do you think you should play for England, Sturridge? Got to be in the right yeah, middle. Absolutely. For Rooney. We are fucking shit. Rooney out. <laughs> Get him in there. Get Rooney out. <laughs> I've kind of forgot about England. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. nice, isn't it? So many matches coming fast. It's nice to have a summer off of England. <laughs> yeah. It's a summer off for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Norwich scoring four. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. It's a hell of a way to uh, escape relegation, isn't it? Goodness me. Goodness. With all due respect to Norwich, I'm calling a bung. Four <laughs> 0 Yeah, they've been terrible. That's a fair shout. Great, I was yeah, having a go in the uh, Ben Foster had a nightmare, didn't he? <laughs> he? Did exactly the same thing as happened in the QPR game and the um, Spurs game. Just like just yeah. handed it to Grant Holt on a plate, appropriately enough. The thing with Norwich <laughs> is, even if you don't ca- if, if you don't count game, go games against Reading and QPR, which you obviously don't because they're terrible. Norwich haven't won for ages, <sighs> absolutely ages. Bungle. Bungarama. Grant <laughs> yeah, on the press was saying that they were playing too defensively and stuff. You're up front, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up there, Grant. Get on the I, saw you I watched you, you know, in, in the flesh against Arsenal and you just stood around yeah. on the halfway line. Do you want to be in that World Cup 2014 squad or not? <laughs> get on the end of some of those crosses. <laughs> yeah, you better get another country because we're not qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunderland drew one all with Southampton. Sunderland? Not safe yet. I'll tell you what. Not safe yet. It's not relevant now, but if Sunderland won that game, I've had held out Southampton would have been right amongst it <laughs> <laughs> right amongst it well Sunderland uh, are down there aren't they they're the ones um, <laughs> it's really between Wigan, Southampton and Villa if Wigan can beat Arsenal which is an enormous uh, Wigan, if. Sunderland and Villa really not Sunderland not, sorry yeah, sorry, sorry forgive me um, yeah if Wigan can beat Arsenal uh, which is which is a big ask, Jim? Get on board with know. that. Get on board with look, that. Look, we're gonna, they're a bogey team for us. They've yeah. done us in stupid games, and they've got the confidence. Two up against them, and they beat us three two. Well, Martinez, they've done that twice. Am I right in thinking that? <laughs> I tried to block out the horror of it. They definitely beat you at the Emirates last season. Yeah, well. they're they're a good team at this stage of the season. We know that about them. They've, they'll be buoyed by the cup final. I don't buy that they'll be tired from it. They're professional athletes. You know, it's. It's um yeah, I'm very worried about it. Did Martinez say um the only celebratory drinks you can have are the Scottish players are allowed at Iron Brew and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. That's just confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is it's strange. <laughs> Making a point about Roberto Martinez and following it up with a Brendan Rogers impression. What, like, <laughs> what is wrong with that? Uh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, uh, where the hell are we? Um, it, I mean, it, it could be an enormous fixture, Wigan versus Aston Villa. Yeah, but you know, by the time this comes out, people it will be a shame wing. if it's not. Yeah, yeah. says as, the as Arsenal fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> they're going to get to you saying you wouldn't mind Wigan beating Arsenal. Th- that is never going to happen because <laughs> I would deeply, deeply mind that. <laughs> but I'll just make the point that Arsenal at the time of recording are currently in fifth position mm. and top of the form league. Doesn't so, matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll probably take that and they could say, "Oh no, wait, they won." <laughs> Exactly. Don't we start yeah, a goal up yeah. for that? Yeah. Like if you accumulate enough form. <laughs> Tell everyone about the form league when you're on that trip to uh, oh, in the Europa League. To I think if you fill up your form bar, you can execute a special move. That'd yeah, be weird, wouldn't it? Seeing Arsenal in the Europa. Jim don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. It again you said loud. Jim don't want to talk about that. You sound like Jim. Nobody got time for that. Europa League. No time for love, Doctor Jones. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move on from this rubbish. Yeah. Because we're going to the championship again. Yeah. Hey. That league just doesn't know when to stop being so bloody exciting. 
Scenes. <laughs> That's what it should just be called. The yeah, Scenes, scenes League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Watford against Leicester in the second leg of the semi-final of the playoff. Champion Scenes. Champion Scenes. <laughs> um, and uh, Leicester had won uh, the first leg one 0 from a goal from the Nuge. Yeah, he scored again in this game. He scored again, but it mm. wasn't enough because Watford went through three-one, three-two on aggregate, and they're in the playoff final. Which well, doesn't even scrape the surface of the story. <laughs> Fluke. Well. Um, Leicester had a penalty a penalty <laughs> um, yeah to make it two all yeah uh, Almunia saved the penalty mm-hmm. which as Jim said earlier to me Almunia penalty hero doesn't sound right no. uh, and then, and then Watford, to be fair he was always good um, with penalties yeah, at Arsenal. that was a strength of his there you go well, but Leicester it was okay if they lost 2-1 because they'd have gone through on away goals is that right? Watford no because no away goals oh, no they'd have gone to Ecky time Ecky time um, but Watford did a Doncaster oh. bombed it up the other end of the pitch and scored Troy Daly with a lovely finish yeah cue absolute pandemonium including um, Jan Franco's yeah. eyes legging it on the pitch and falling <laughs> over <laughs> he forgot he had his school shoes on yeah. which is brilliant that's just amazing and, 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 and to think that the great thing about that for, for a Watford point of view is and to be fair to, to, to Leicester City they just snuck in there last minute yeah. Watford had been a better team but both City. of those teams had been involved in such amazing incidents it, yeah. to get in there yeah. and, and what Watford have done with that is got some amazing that's momentum right. which yeah. they didn't have because of, that's right. they missed out sadly but I mean you know, taking aside the loan signs and all that other nonsense Watford have been a better team than Leicester this season yeah. they deserve to be in the final we don't know who else is in the final at this oh, time. Wait, no, this well, it was nil nil, wasn't it? Brighton Palace. So the first leg, yeah. We'll see. We shall see in the League One playoff final. It'll be Brentford versus Yeovil. Um, it's good to Brentford, for Brentford they got there after the disappointment of the last day, of course. Absolutely. So, so, so well done to them in the League Two playoff final. Bradford versus Northampton Town. The beast stack in Fenway and mm. his Northampton I boys. Soccer around this week. I was mm-hmm. um, getting his eye for the ball. So. still on. Pretty <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we'll uh, talk about the playoff results next time. Yeah, right? yeah. I- indeed we will. Um, we're going to go straight abroad. Straight. Oh, can we talk about Van Bommel? Oh, we can. Oh, yeah, well, it's quickly to the Bommel. league. Barcelona won the league after Madrid do one all. To be expected, really. Yeah, to be expected. Mourinho. Oh, did you see Mourinho's press conference? No. Uh, when was it? Last Friday, <laughs> last Thursday, something like that. He had a lovely line uh, about Pepe because Pepe. Oh yeah. Pepe, Pepe's been uh, criticising Mourinho. I thought they well, were pals. Well, I think I think they've both been. There was also a rumor last week that there are only three players still even talking to Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaving a, a try of destruction. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah. And Pepe is making it a very difficult turn job. Who do you reckon it is? Chelsea tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, the Who do you reckon it is? Who do you reckon the players are? One of them's Modric, I forget yeah. the other two. <laughs> Pretending he doesn't well, speak the two young boys Pretending he only speaks Portuguese now. Okay, yeah. Essien. Uh, Essien. Yeah, no, uh, was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be whoever else Carvalho. he wants to bring to Chelsea. <laughs> <It'll be Carvalho. laughs> yeah. Modric, Essien, Carvalho. That's who it'll be. Um, <laughs> um, oh, no, Diego Lopez. He can't, he's loving it under Mourinho. Enjoy it while it lasts I th- think that let's presume he's going to Chelsea I'd love it if he signed Diego Lopez as if <laughs> yeah. to just it's just to say to Real Madrid yeah see so what did Pepe say about him? oh sorry Pepe um, uh, trapping off isn't it? Pepe was criticised and said he shouldn't have um, been he so nasty show more to respect to Casillas to Casillas yeah and Mourinho said he, said, he responded something about that and then he just sort of went well Pepe his problem's got a name Rafael Varane oh yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> I did see that yeah it's excellent isn't it yeah yeah and then Mourinho basically said they, uh, he said um, I'm considering staying which would have just made everyone go oh no he wants a payout <laughs> yeah. we yeah. thought he was going to go because yeah. there's, there's, I think if he was to stay till the summer the payout I mean you're talking like 10 million euros or something could you imagine him just going quarter over the summer and the first day back no. of pre-season it's just 
he, he walks into the room with a training ground get to work <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, unless they can come to some kind of compromise he's gonna stay I can't see <laughs> do you think he'd quit do you think it, I mean it really is called Not the bluff the, Ch- if the Chelsea, Chelsea job is there how long is uh, Mourinho's contract for I think he's got another year okay right well, he's certainly got longer so Chelsea gonna have to pay out again hmm Unless, unless they, uh, unless. Hefty song, but I think it? that's what this press conference was but, but for Marino. He was basically saying, "I'm not going anywhere unless you pay me." But I suppose this all comes down to then how stubborn we think Marino can be, mm-hmm. which is very stubborn. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Well, he, and he, he talks. His about position is untenable at best. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, the, this is it. That's his sort of just his <laughs> sort of perfect it. temperatures, <laughs> isn't it? Or yeah. conditions rather. But within the club as well, you know. I mean, he. He has uh, just ruined all the relationships with the players, mm. and and so if he's saying I'll stay, he knows that the club they can't have him there. Yeah, they can't. You know, they wouldn't even finish in the top four probably. If I've done a ones. shit in me offers enough sun prawns <laughs> into this curtains again. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless, unless Real Madrid try and pull out some sort of gross misconduct thing and say right, you're fired. And you're not, and you're not, and you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> Look at the history on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> Find anything. Because if I went into the workplace and just purposely fell out of all my workmates and yeah. just start chipping off all the time in press conferences that I arranged myself, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I get fired for Christmas <laughs> conferences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gouging people's eyes. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, Barcelona won the league. Yeah. They did. The, I mean, league. we were talking about how unpredictable this was in like September. Yeah. The Liga really did play out like that, didn't yeah, it? Really? Barca went like 12 points ahead really early on, and it's just been both of them winning every week. Oh. It's, it's weird yeah. how, how people sort of, I mean, uh, how I feel, and I presume some other people feel the same, that in a way, even though Barcelona have walked the league this season, their season feels really underwhelmed because of the Bayern Munich yeah. thing. Yeah. They feel like, because they got really good, did get battered, and it's almost put a sour taste in the mouth. Definitely. You know? I mean, all this Mourinho talk, we have to remember that the, the Copa del Rey final is still to be played against their local rivals. Yeah. Let's go Madrid. You know, so all this going on, it's still a very important game that they need to mm. pull themselves together mm. to win. <laughs> and they won <laughs> it. Um, Mourinho just not bothered. Yeah. They've won it before recently, haven't they, Madrid? They won it. They mm. beat Barcelona at one point, didn't they? Yeah, they did. How come we've never named the show September, as in Septlatter? You May. name the shows. Yeah. So. <laughs> you do name them. You'd we're think, in May. I think I'd have thought of that one, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Now yeah. I know why I didn't contribute to that. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what you were thinking about for the last five minutes. <laughs> it's since Jim said September. If anyone's listening, they can probably figure out how long that was. Probably about a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I just shut down completely. Never mind. That is actually quite quick for your turnaround time. <laughs> it really is. Uh, normally we've gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally it's a text. <laughs> Afterwards. Uh, yeah, you know when you said that thing? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I did think this. <laughs> so I'm going to cut it in. Uh, where are we then? Uh, well, who, who do you think would take over from Marino from uh, Real Madrid? Benitez. Benitez. It'd be lovely if he followed him round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, always there to try and slipstream. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it could be Benitez. Then he could call himself uh, Jose Marine Two. <laughs> September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He saved you there. <laughs> oh. um, or uh, Ancelotti. Talk about Ancelotti. Yeah. yeah, it's a strange one, that isn't it? Um, yeah. But Big Sam. What? <laughs> no, where he should be? Sat, no, he signed his deal. Big now. Sam will be like, yeah, that's fine. But this is going to cost you. Yeah. Why would Ancelotti want to leave PSG? He's done well there. You know, won the league. It just seems strange to me. Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But after a year, what about old uh, Ari Ari Redknapp? The, the job will still be off. <laughs> 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 the, oh, the job will still be off. Like yeah. Spain's economy would never recover. One of the few, one of the few things I would actually like Redknapp to, to do. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine it. Yeah, it, it, it'd be amazing. To be fair, though, he knows how to spend a pretty penny. They like people who spend a pretty penny. Yeah, 
the chairman literally signs the players <laughs> it all <Yeah>. works <laughs> faultless there you go seamless talk uh, about Van Bommel let's go to Holland shall we the Netherlands Van Bommel played his last game as a professional footballer for PSG some of PSG, his last PSV, game PSV sorry yeah. sorry some of his last game <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, uh, and he got sent off yeah, <laughs> it was an amazing for an absolutely horrendous <laughs> challenge as well yeah I mean it, it should have been a straight red yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think when the referee got the card he was almost like come on come on it's my last game he's like I'll you give can't you, do that I will give you a second booking out of just <laughs> service to our country but yeah. my goodness it should be a straight red yeah. uh, the, the, the camera then followed him down the tunnel yeah, yeah so that you, was you, you don't that, see that a no, lot yeah. the guy though, just sort it? of meets him and helps him down the tunnel because you got that moment of it, it captured that moment of Van Bommel going oh alright well this is it this is, yeah. this is the, the last time I'll ever play football and it's been taken away you don't have that moment mm. of like acceptance or that moment where it all sinks in it's just really sudden it's over it's done it's maybe like, he ran out and then ran back in again <laughs> he did cut, I mean he did because first when I saw that I thought oh that is typical Van Bobben I thought it was quite a comedy but as you said Jim when he walked down the tunnel he did sort of cut quite a lonely figure yeah. it seemed a bit, a bit sort of tragic really well uh, his last game it might have been at home for PSV the fans were phenomenal Chanting his name all throughout. I mean, it was it was like something that you just don't see. Yeah, because the game he played was against Twente at Twente. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. away. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's worth having a look at that. It really was quite up. something. Yeah, didn't, didn't much. quite work. The fans got him sent off. <laughs> cheeky, oh, thanks, fans. Cheeky beggars. Um, what else have we got? Um, in in France, PSG would have probably won the league. They play tonight, don't by they? This, by this time, um, uh, uh, but Debeck has been given the option of a one-year extension to his contract. I actually thought, the Children of Paris. I actually thought uh, Zlatan got it right on the money he said he said exactly what 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 was what was correct you know he said i think it's he's been very important for us the the club has been changing from <coughs> a normal club to a top club and beckham gives you some kind of confidence it's a really interesting yeah. point yeah it is, you know, it is it's a status thing isn't it which is you know obviously an issue and leonardo said he's a leader in the dressing room and it's a privilege to to have him blah 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 i love him something like that yeah. leonardo <laughs> does love beckham yeah what a handsome, <laughs> handsome man aren't they yeah. they've got a lot yeah, in common that's very true it would be funny though imagine if rooney and beckham linked up at psg <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear D-Beck you just can't you can't rule him out of any scenario you can't Calc- England Calc- again Jim here we go let's <laughs> <move on. laughs> actually, actually you've on. done really well so far mate. I there's have been very very of managerial opportunities to tell Sven <laughs> and you've not done it um, Craigie Brun for Real Madrid there we go there it is there is what go. I would say uh, right then uh, before we go to Pete's game we're going to um, this is following on from uh, the other week uh, when we went to Brazil talking about Raul Avalanche and uh, the authorities in Brazil are, re- are thinking of renaming the stadium that will host the 2016 Olympic Games uh, this is because it's currently named the Raul Avalanche Stadium um, and one of the uh, Rio de Janeiro's councillors said the name Uh, today is linked to fraud investigations and scandals at FIFA Uh, it doesn't make sense for a city which is going to host the World Cup in the Olympic Games to have the name of its stadium with this reference so we're going to name it the Ricardo Teixeira Stadium (laughs) (laughs) why was it ever named is he a a big um, well he's from Brazil and he was he was in charge of FIFA from 74 to 98 something like that and he did but did take the World it, Cup to a much bigger stage right. and so on and so forth I mean, but does it feel you know when you're a kid growing up in well, he was also he was an Olympian as well right he okay. was he was he was kingly acrobats I asked the question yeah and I got the answer so thanks fine that's alright <laughs> but yeah he's a terrible bloke so. and, and then they finally realised that so uh, well done Brazil well done it's, uh, it's the Romario Stadium it is well if Romario has anything to do with it then, then, then quite Joe Havanagh is 97 you're obsessed with the man's age he looks older than that I think Oh yeah, he looks possible. Do you, <laughs> want the, do you want the ramble to outlive oh, Joe Havelash? Is that what you want? Careful. He's just on his 97th birthday on May the 8th. 
<laughs> there you go Good. and now it's time for Pete's game it is time for Pete's game all of my own creation this week thank you very much finishing this season strongly oh what is that what somebody said thank you very much <laughs> uh, right uh, press silence please for the Kryptonia Boa Factor <laughs> wow <laughs> thank you oh, I can always tell you don't even announce when they're your own because you can always tell when they're yours <laughs> <laughs> my middle name is Sean I was born in 1967. Stop. Oh, the summer of love. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Is it Sean Sean Wright Phillips? <laughs> no, no. It's it's born in 67. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> I'm surprised at how old Sean Wright Phillips is. I thought <laughs> he might be old. Uh, I'll, go for, I'll go for Sean Gota. <laughs> there is a club link, though. Uh, no, not Sean Gota. <laughs> nice to hear his name, though. Okay. As always. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Started uh, my career at Spurs, but didn't actually play a game. Only in their youth setup. <laughs> Uh, I earned one cap for Jamaica. <clears throat> Stop. Robbie Earl? No. No, he no, played loads of times, didn't he? Stop. <laughs> Is it Fitzroy Simpson? No. Again, lovely to hear his name. <laughs> yeah. I played 295 times for a team in hoops. <clears throat> I was joint caretaker manager with Ian Hendon uh, at uh, Barnet FC, very briefly. No. Oh, this is a tough one, I think. Yeah. I now train a Sunday league team called Colbrook Royals. Stop. <laughs> Marcus Gale? No. Are you playing a bit more? <clears throat> I reckon that Les Ferdinand is up there when it comes to well endowed men. That's oh, just sorry. your opinion. No, he's <laughs> a QPR player. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I can only give you one, uh, one clue off the top of my head. Go on. I play central defence. It must be QPR. Les Ferdinand played in Hoops. Oh, uh, we don't know. Sean Phillips link, apparently. Uh, uh, we don't know, Pete. It's Danny Willy Watcher Maddox. Oh, Danny oh, Maddox! Wow, Danny God. Maddox. I didn't know he played for Jamaica. Well, well done to him. Yeah. He, played in quali- he played in a qualifier for a run. He was an international class footballer. <laughs> <laughs> he was born yeah. in uh, Hounslow, though. Ah, okay, right. So, like, mum or dad was. Oh. There we go. Let's have some correspondence now. Yes, here. let's have some correspondence, shall we? Yes. Um, this week's question of the week across the Twitter and the Facebook was How will you be personally observing Sir Alex Ferguson's retirement next week? Um, <laughs> so, you know, you guys can have a little think and, and, and pop pop up in a minute. Um, Benjamin List on the Facebook says Chewing gum in a big coat and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's what he would have wanted. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Benjamin James says by spending all day Tuesday pointing at my watch and celebrating with a camp old man jig yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Joe Lynch says uh, blocking any Twitter journalist that I don't like reasonable <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian McNichols on Twitter mind games lots of fucking mind games <laughs> <laughs> I'm refusing to talk to the BBC <laughs> <laughs> I like that says Tom McLaughlin good well on Tomo yeah <laughs> Chris Knowles on the Twitter says I'm thinking I'm going to wax lyrical about the size of Dion Dublin's penis uh, yeah, that's, the, that's the correct answer <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter have we got a prize for Chris Knowles no, <laughs> no, no sorry mate it's a, uh, it's a paper mache of Dion Dublin's <laughs> 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 I think he's already got one of them um, 
I'll finish this off with Mitchell Sterling on the Twitter who says I'm going to break the speed limit and say I was going to shit myself <laughs> <laughs> oh, have we denigrated the great man's legacy enough oh. <laughs> I think shall we, we shall have we got the profile yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay Steel Dublin's penis is it the profile <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't fit through the door Luke yeah. wouldn't fit through the door Dublin's in the Hall of Fame very early very very early one of Okay. <laughs> did we induct him with Dean Winder? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Why on earth did we do that? That was before it was called the Dean Winder sort of phone. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm sick of that. Right, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are our answers? What are we doing for Fergie? Jump the shark already with that. Yeah. What, what is it, Fergie's retirement? What are you doing, Jim? Um, I'm just going to carry on as normal. Yeah. 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 I'm going to um, get. I'm it g- has no effect on my I'm life. Gonna get, I'm going to get uh, someone to throw some pizza at me. <laughs> <laughs> what I think would be a nice touch is if they made every Premier League manager dress as Ferguson for the last mm. of the season. That would be And fitting, hide behind a red brick wall. Yeah. Never Sit really behind one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what an odd noise. Oh, right. And another one. Okay. <laughs> 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 Profile time And uh, this week Well Who else It's Craigie Brook No Boom It's It's the best man To have ever managed In Manchester It's Robert No <laughs> Sven got Sven. <laughs> It's 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 Alexander Chapman Ferguson Sir Sir oh. Alexander Chapman Ferguson Of course we. I mean we couldn't do anything else Could we No Good couldn't enough for a night of the realm our, hand enough, our hands were tied Our hands are always tied Because that's the regime Pete likes to uh, Implement uh, Thank you <laughs> For yeah. finishing that Um Gordon Bennett he was born on the 31st of December 1941 26 years before the summer of love he was in his peak during that summer yeah I'd say he was playing for Dunfermline then playing for Dunfermline Uh, and Rangers as well he went Mm. Um, he had a very good scoring record he he did yeah I mean but you know one of the greatest football managers of all time and possibly the greatest in the modern era a lad from Govan in Glasgow yeah Um, you're right Jim his playing career is uh, often overlooked for obvious reasons because his managerial <laughs> career was so blooming marvellous but he, he played for a number of Scottish teams uh, Queen's Park St Johnston uh, Dunfermline Rangers Falkirk and Air United and scored goals wherever he went um, his goals can record Dunfermline was particularly good yes mm. 60 in the league 66 and 89 mm. and the 65 66 season he finished joint top scorer in the league with 31 goals um, so yeah he, he was a goal scorer um, and his style of play was he was, he was quite he um, was he was quite elbowy. <laughs> I'd say combative. Yeah, quite worth well saying. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, all elbows. He, apparently, he used to run a pub um, called Fergie's, which had a. I think the bar was called the Elbow Room or something. Oh, was like it? That. Yeah. I know. I know. He managed a pub when he was manager of St Mirren. Was it St Mirren? Yeah, I, I, it was in the early days. Of I don't think it was called. I thought it was, was called it when it Manchester United. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was, that came a bit later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think it was when he was at St Mirren. I think it was a particularly rough pub. I, I, there was. Oh, would have been. Yeah. In his autobiography, he talks about it getting into fights and all sorts. Yeah. Like glass smashing everywhere. Uh-huh. And stuff. He finished playing at the age of thirty-two and uh, soon got into management with East Sterling, uh, which was on a part-time basis. Uh, but he soon began stamping his authority on the team. Uh, I got a reputation for being a disciplinarian quite early on and one of the, the Stoney players um, Bobby McCulley said of Ferguson I've never been more afraid of anyone before um, <laughs> Ferguson he was a right frightening bastard from the start wow <laughs> uh, he, I mean only 32 as well. yeah that's, that's <laughs> I can't even comprehend that no don't Jim don't. I'm frightened of it 
he wasn't there for long um, before he joined St Mirren which is where the young Ferguson would be for the next four years uh, and when he took over they were down the bottom of Scotland's third tier in, in the second division and Ferguson got them promoted uh, to the top flight after uh, obviously two promotions they won the, the old first division yeah he, but well. he took over they were a really really young team weren't they as well I, I remember him saying he was particularly proud of, of that team and what they achieved because well, they were so young yeah I mean the, the incredible thing about Ferguson is that he really has turned round teams wherever he's gone I mean okay East Sterling it wasn't quite but that was his first one mm. whereas even at St Mirren when he was in his early 30s you could see what a, a class act he was turning out to be mm. uh, there's, a, there's a lovely story from his St Mirren days it was a pre-season match in Guyana for some reason St Mirren were, were, were playing and they were getting some rough treatment from the opposition and the ref wasn't doing much about it and I think this was quite early on in Ferguson's tenure there and the front man Bobby Torrance was getting some particularly bruising attention and Ferguson was a bit concerned and Ferguson is 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 really the master of bringing teams together mm. and, and really saying right you know I'm going to look after you but mm. as long as you perform for me kind of mm. thing mm. and I think this is one of his real early acts of that he saw that they were getting rough treatment and they were not having a good time so uh, at half time Ferguson brought himself on and uh, he basically said enough's enough uh, and in his uh, autobiography he, he wrote of the incident said in the first contest for a cross I exacted a bit of revenge on the centre half whose squeals caused the referee to point at me ominously the confrontation became fierce until I nailed Torrance's abuser perfectly as he rolled about like a dying man the referee sent me off <laughs> my, <laughs> my god so I'm, I'm it, glad he used the word like there yeah. 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 but it's imagine that though like if you were a forward a young forward and you're getting abuse and your manager basically going leave him to me son and he nails him as a pre-season friendly yeah. you'd, you'd think man he's look, really looking out for us or and he's that's a what, psychopath well but a lot of the players said that that really bonded them they thought my goodness this guy really really wants to win well he really wants to win but it, it wasn't so much of that it was this guy's really he gives a damn about us and mm. gives a damn about the team you know it's, <laughs> it's a, quite a sensational act really well, they, they, they would be loving that wouldn't they I mean yeah. you know, imagine how you'd feel if, you're, if they, your boss took up for you in that way exactly to that level exactly know? Yeah, go into the trenches for you. <laughs> um, he ended up being sacked by St Mirren due to a breach of contract, um, and there's some sort of grey bits and pieces flying around that that uh, time. But uh, which we'll probably leave there. <laughs> well, there was even though it happened ages ago. <laughs> well, it was sort of alleged that he'd kind of agreed to join Aberdeen before leaving St Mirren, blah blah blah. But as I say, the, the St Mirren, they uh, the official line is they sacked him due to a breach of contract, which is strange to think of Ferguson getting sacked from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he went. To, to Aberdeen at the time um, Aberdeen were a big side but it, you know even back then uh, Scottish football was dominated by Rangers and Celtic but this was where Ferguson took it to another level mm. where everyone thought hang on a minute this, this guy knows what he's doing um, Aberdeen hadn't won a trophy for 20 odd years um, and in the 79-80 season Aberdeen be became the first team other than Rangers or Celtic to win the Scottish League for 15 years mm. as you said earlier Jim he, he broke up that duopoly mm. which is Incredible as anybody knows anything about Scottish football will testify to. They started to become known as a new firm, didn't they? Them and another team. Yeah, uh, he won three league titles in total at Aberdeen, which is crazy. I just thought he won the one, or yeah. win three in in you know the, the, the years he was there. Four Scottish cups, one league cup, the Cup Winners' Cup, famously beaten Real Madrid in the final, and they even won the Super Cup as well. Dominated with yeah. Aberdeen. Yeah, it's well, the, the Cup Winners' Cup team. Uh, obviously, McLeish and Miller centre backs mm. were brilliant. Like, yeah, they keep, they're the re basically the reason that. Hansen didn't have hardly 
as many uh, Scottish right. caps as you'd think. Obviously, Wee Gordy was in there yeah. as a young man, Gordon Strachan. Uh, Brian Gunn on the bench. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flipping, hey. All sorts. Um, uh, after the cup final win against Rangers in 1983, Ferguson really let his players have it. They'd, they'd won the Cup Winners' Cup and then they won the Scottish Cup. And they were celebrating after a, a cup double. Um, and Eric Black, who scored the winning goal that day, said, We were mm. celebrating in the dressing room when the door was flung open. He was going mad and said those levels were unacceptable. Um, without a doubt, there was fear in, in, you know, in the Aberdeen players. He said that was what he wanted to instill. You either climbed the peaks with him or you disappeared. It was a constant test and a constant demand. And that Real Madrid team, obviously, managed by uh, De Stefano as well. Yeah, right, yeah. So but, good but isn't that incredible? They've just won the Scottish yeah, Cup. That's what he's all about. Yeah. Didn't you say Gary Neville was like that? Yeah, Gary Neville. Like was, was basically took such a lead from Ferguson that he became like that, didn't he? Gary yeah, he Neville. did. He Everywhere in the dressing room, you know, they'd say, you know, England after beating Germany five one. Um, I think that was. I think was it most sure famously him. after the, each leg of the treble they won? In yeah, after the FA Cup final yeah. when they beat Newcastle United two nil, they were celebrating. He was like, "Oi, don't celebrate! We've still got work to do." Yeah, and obviously he got that from Ferguson. Um, he was awarded an OBE when he was at Aberdeen. Was 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 Fergie? Um, and was also on the coaching staff for Scotland under the great Jock Steen. Steen infamously, infamously uh, died right after World Cup qualifier, collapsing on the touchline and died in hospital a short time later, which was obviously a, a shockingly bad time for Ferguson and Scottish football mm. in general. Um, and uh, Ferguson took charge of the national team, got them to the finals in Mexico, but couldn't get past the, the first round. To be fair, they were in a group with the excellent Danish side in West Germany and Uruguay. So Hadn't he been be. part of the coaching setup? He had been, yeah. 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 Um, and In his autobiography, he uses quite a lot of that time to have a go. Alan Hansen does he? Yeah. <laughs> what's he saying? <laughs> well, he says that Hansen uh, didn't like playing for Scotland, only liked playing for Liverpool. Yeah. And Hansen used to check himself out of like squads apparently to go back to Liverpool and say and to get treatment. Mm. He, would, he refused to be like assessed or treated by the Scottish doctors because he always wanted to be in Liverpool. Well, you get the impression sometimes when Hansen's on the match of the day sofa and they're talking about Fergus, and there's there is a little bit of something there, isn't mm. it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see the shoe on the other foot as well with Fergie. Yeah, <laughs> so he's always complaining about national football. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He should know <laughs> national football because at the time he managed the, the Scottish team, he was also Aberdeen manager, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he had to get Big Archie in, didn't he? Mm. He did. He got Big Archie in, and it wouldn't be the first time. No, nah. it, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the last time. Sorry, yeah, yeah that's it, what it I mean. Would the be the first yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, after the World Cup, he was offered many um, positions at various clubs, uh, but of course, he would go to Manchester United, the team that hadn't won the top-flight championship in England since 1967. Ferguson took charge in November 1986. Um, and it would be his fourth season at the club that, that Ferguson would win his first trophy for Manchester United. At the time when he took over in the 80s, there was a big drinking culture at the club, the likes of Norman Whiteside and Paul McGrath being... Those two. About the centre of it. it it's, those, apparently, those two were so bad mm. that people were ringing from the pubs, going home or using the pub phone mm -hmm. to ring the club and mm. say, can we speak to Alex Ferguson? These two are in here, they're a nightmare. They, they also once gave an interview on telly drunk... And Can you imagine think, that now? I think I think at that point Ferguson took him into his office and said, "Look, you've got mm. you've got to go." Well, Ferguson appointed Archie Knox that, that as his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it done. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like Rio Ferdinand being hammered on TV. Mm. Like, it's just unfathomable now. Well, we, yeah, during I mean, we, the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, at one point, like McGrath. I mean, we've talked about McGrath on the show before. Well, we inducted him. Ferguson says at like length about McGrath and how it he tried. He was. Yeah, but he said at one point like McGrath was training and he just couldn't even run. He was just drunk so that's the same because yeah. McGraw was such a great player yeah. well at least McGraw went on to have a few yeah. good years at yeah, in Ireland you know his white side retired from injury didn't he so he didn't yeah. really get a chance to fill his potential anyway yeah that's but right like, McGraw was doing stuff like putting themselves out of squads and stuff saying he was unfit 
you know, and and when he wasn't really. And if his uh, first season at Manchester United, he well, the reason I was wanting to mention that story is just oh, because yeah. just to give you an idea of the scale of the job that Ferguson had on his hands yeah, when he took over, because <clears> there was a, like as you say, a mass, like Brian Robson was bad as well. Yeah, he? well, he yeah. managed to sort Robson out. Yeah, but he, what I was going to say is, in his first season at the club, they finished eleventh. Hmm. And with the, the drinking culture that was going on, um, with they didn't have the they had some decent players, but eleventh finish it wasn't too inspiring. Mm. His second season they finished second, they improved it drastically. But then his third season they, they dropped back down to eleventh, and the fourth season they finished thirteenth. Now, in this day and age, as it's well said and well documented, that he would have never been given the time. And they, I mean, after the sort of second to eleventh and, and then thirteenth, they would have probably parted ways with him. Um, but it was during these seasons he started to build his side and bring in the likes of Steve Bruce and, and Brian McClay would be with him for, for, for many years. Um, apparently, uh, another nice little one uh, pre-season story was uh, a match in the late 80s. Manchester United took to the field against Somerset County Cricket Club for, for some reason. Uh, and Ferguson and Big Archie Knox came on. Wow. Yeah, Big Archie scored, apparently. It's the only time Max uh, Ferguson actually played for Manchester United in some way. Yeah. <clears throat> now... The 89-90 uh, season, there was big talk of Ferguson being sacked if results were to continue to be poor. And the team hadn't been performing for a while. Uh, he'd been there a few years without much success. And it all went down to that game, didn't it, in the third round of the FA Cup when they were away to, to Nottingham Forest. Had they have lost that, there was big talk that he would have been sacked. Uh, a famous Mark Robbins goal won the match and United marched on. Um, and uh, people say that it's the most important goal of, of Alex Ferguson Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson's career I mean, people I'm, at the club have said oh, that's not the case his job wasn't in well Jim you know. I met Mark Robbins and yeah. I said to him I hear you scored the most important goal of Sir Alex Ferguson's career and he said yep yeah, apparently that's true so I can confirm <laughs> on the show that and that is true and why would he true. lie <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh, there's absolutely no reason to lie. Yeah, they won the FA Cup that year, and the Ferguson stayed. There's, there's the uh, zero trophy winning Mark Robbins. That's right. Mm. Uh, the following season, they finished sixth, but won the Cup Winners' Cup with Mark Hughes scoring in, in the final. Now we get into the nineties, and this is where United really started to come together. The, they finished second when Leeds won um, the league, uh, and then of course ninety two ninety three season was the first of the Premiership years, and Manchester United won the first of of their many titles under Ferguson. Eric Cantona had been brought in uh, Andrew Konchelskis was there younger players like Lee Sharp and then Giggs was just coming in as well and it was just a new look United it really was and they were so exciting um, and for this was and this really began that, that glorious period um, in Manchester when they were they, I mean they're the, one of the biggest clubs in the world now but they were still building then mm. Even in the sort of early mid nineties, they were an enormous club, but they weren't a European heavyweight. Didn't, didn't they, only they go lace up, up collar? Yeah, didn't they yeah. only go up to? Uh, didn't they only go up up for uh, Cantona because they couldn't sign David Hurst and um, Alan Shearer? They say he, I think he was in for Hurst. Yeah, yeah. But didn't get him. Yeah, uh, but and this was when stories with with younger players like Giggs and Sharp were coming out, and Ferguson was like a father figure to many at that club. The story of um, Ferguson was at a dinner party in his tux or something like that, and he gets wind that Lee Sharp and Ryan Giggs are having a house party. Yeah, and it's they the night before, it now, yeah, yeah. And the night before the game, and so he leaves the dinner party, turns up, and just uh, and, and, and gets everybody out the house. Yeah. In that day and age, how on earth did he know that? 
Well, he would have had people tipping him off. I know, but who are these his, people? We must have such a comprehensive be, network to his, know what his, his plans are up to like that. Is basically full of that sort of stuff. He'd probably he probably smell Lee barbecue. He was he he maintains in his autobiography that he's friends with. He was friends with all the bouncers, all the nightclubs. He had scouts everywhere. He literally, you know, he had knew just about everyone in the whole area. You know, he was so so switched on to that stuff. And you'd be right though. But in an era before mobile phones and stuff. It's pretty impressive, and they wouldn't have expected to rock up. But, oh no, but that is so far above and beyond the call of duty. How terrified! How terrified! You would think he was supernatural after a little while. He wouldn't have even needed to have said anything. No. Giggs and Sharp would have just gone. Everybody out there. <laughs> In my head, that that could be remade into House Party Three, mm. and Giggs and Sharp <laughs> could play Kid and Play, and, and Alex Ferguson could play uh, Kid's Dad. I think <laughs> as you say Marcus you just kick everyone out of the house and just start doing laps around the garden to punish yourself <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh indeed um, it, it's absolutely incredible um, so it, so they were growing in, in the 90s very much so um, and uh, 93, 94 saw the first League and Cup double that um, Ferguson won for, for United and then Keno and then he brought in a 22 year old Roy Keane mm. but, but again I th- one of the great achievements of Alex Ferguson that many people have said is the fact that he would suddenly change the squad from mm. one year and he sold uh, famously Konchelskis, Ince and Hughes three of their big players and brought in the youngsters of Beckham, Neville, Button um, Skulls we didn't know who they were and the first day of the season they get beaten 3-1 away to Villa and everyone's going what the hell is going on and of mm. course they end up winning was that 95-96 95-96 yeah, and yeah. that's when he mixed 95-96 Peter yeah um, but 93-94 they bossed that season they, they did they did it, but 95-96 but exactly so then the, you know Blackburn win the league yeah. and then he you know, rejuvenates the squad almost, and, and, and gets out some of the, mm. the, the, the the good players. This is the thing. It wasn't yeah. like oh, they were old. But and yeah, in their peak as well. Yeah, he wasn't afraid to do that, and he put in young players who nobody'd heard of, which is an incredibly ballsy move. I can't think of it that happening in, in any other time, really. No, that's not got, at that scale, at least. That's no. got to go down as his biggest achievement. The biggest achievement being where he. he just builds team after team exactly yeah. he knows there's a life cycle of a team uh-huh. he knows in, almost intuitively when to break it up and start another one again but that's, and he does it over and over again but so many managers would try and patch up a team mm. yeah. he yeah. doesn't he there's rebuilds. me spine there's, I've got that you yeah, know, I've exactly. got that in the bank and it's like, it doesn't always work but also no. that he's also done that without really by anyone else's stance any sort of transitional season they've yeah. never finished lower, lower than third no. in the Premier League yeah. so he, he's always competed mm. when they you know when they won the League Cup and that was all they won it felt like a consolation prize because yeah. for a team of that stature mm-hmm. winning, a, winning that, that stature, trophy yeah. almost doesn't count as winning a trophy that's, yeah. that's incredible um, during the 90s he also started his feud with Arsene Wenger yep. which was quite good fun um, I did love it because Ferguson was he, he became you know Mr Premiership or Mr Premier League didn't he mm. and uh, Wenger came along and was obviously great for Arsenal um, and would would sometimes criticise a few things here and there wasn't afraid to speak his mind in those early days well to a lesser extent now um, and I think he was he was criticising the league or saying there should be this implemented in English football something like that and they asked Ferguson Ferguson <laughs> I'll never say never forget he said uh, about Wenger he said well He's come from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he should keep his mouth shut, firmly shut. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wow. disrespect in his voice. I think he's. I think Ringo's got his respect now, though, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they've softened towards each other as Arsenal are less of a threat. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, but also, I mean, as they've got older, because, you know, you, you look back at some of the things Ferguson used to say, he mm. was, you know, he, he very much has softened in, like, the past five yeah, years or so. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, God, He's he still an infuriating bastard, up. even at the end of <laughs> Yeah, if, you, if you're playing, if you're yeah, playing against I, him. I really, th- that is so true, but it was so much more the case, like, <laughs> back in the day. I, I thought, like... Ferguson used to really really wind me up and I thought that's me just being sort of young and immature and then I was looking back at some of the things he's done and the quotes that he's come mm. out with he's like no he's a, he knows exactly what he's doing yeah. <laughs> he's, he doesn't know I doesn't think, know who I am and he's succeeded in mind games yeah. <laughs> I will never will never forgive him for, Ke- for Keegan <laughs> that's, that's oh, when he wound up Keggy the season before yeah he wasn't just having to go at Keegan he was having to go at Stuart Pearce as well like yeah. calling in to question his professionalism yeah everyone oh. remembers that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Pierce is on the telly yeah. oh, well, about it um, uh, anyway throughout the 90s you, you I'm not, not sure we've dwelt on that long enough what's that Keegan, Keegan. I think we have <laughs> that's yeah. where the downward spiral started <laughs> <laughs> no the downward spiral started when he got punched in the cut of Charity oh, Shields yeah. was yeah. it Charity Shields it was a lay by anyway with a baseball bat. oh sorry um, uh, but back to Ferguson um, uh, he was building United obviously they, they, they were the best team in England but they weren't the best team in Europe they weren't even a force in Europe to begin with Obviously, England was still had a bit of a hangover from the five-year ban after mm-hmm. the Heysel Stadium disaster, and, and the and, drinking culture. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, and just not being that good. Yeah. Well, the, the, no, we were right. Ninety-six, not Euro ninety-six, and all that. We weren't too bad. We weren't too bad, but uh, but but club football. There, there wasn't too much to write home about, apart from Arsenal's cup winners, cup win, mm, Jim. Um, uh, and some other good performances but uh, United they weren't at the level that they wanted to be in Europe in, in the Champions League um, and I mean they would I remember them going to the, the new camp and being beaten 4-0 mm, you know yeah. these kind of things they mm. weren't uh, a force but Ferguson turned that around and they got better and better and they started getting to the quarterfinals and the semi-finals and then of course in 1999 <sighs> the, the treble happened and in fact they were, season. they were such a, a force at that time that even when they went they went 1-0 down in like the 6th minute didn't they against Bayern against Bayern in the final I just knew they were going to win mm. the whole way through I knew they would win well, it's, it's, it's just the way they pulled it as out as Clive Tilsley said you know United they score they always score yeah. there the, was the thing he said right at the death but Bayern, were, I mean, Bayern were a better team they're a better team for most of the game yeah, yeah and, and it came and, it, and that's why it was such a I, I, well, I thought they were a better team anyway and, and, and that's why you see this I mean it's obviously difficult to um to, t- to take for a Bayern Munich player anyway but you see the, the emotion mm. like the Mateus like oh, yeah. you know and, and Sammy Kafour and stuff it, it was crazy but that United side Sammy Kafour is still on that pitch oh he's punching it <laughs> punching it yeah. but that United side you know that, that midfield Skulls um, I know Skulls and Keane didn't play but they were uh, the main two in the middle for that treble winning season well the big performance was in, in, in Turin against Juventus yeah. in the semi the away yeah, yeah, leg yeah, yeah. Where they were just They refused to lose And Keane No it was more they refused To not win Yeah Well Keane just lost it He knew he wasn't Going to miss the final He just, he mm. just drove them on You know mm. they, they, That was the stand up Performance of that yeah, campaign yeah. For me Well and, and it was You know Giggs, Beckham, Skulls And uh, and Keane I mean he signed Keane When he was young But the three players that he brought through there I mean just absolutely magnificent um, and, he, and he set up a lovely couple of strike partnerships as well Colin York and, and Shearer mm. uh, Shearer Sheringham and Scholzer he's always that, had good strikers yeah, yeah. Always. He, he likes having four top strikers doesn't he that's um, that's his that's a real archetype of the great Oh, sorry, a hallmark of the great teams he's had. There's always four quality strikers or forward players at least. Like when he had sort of Ronaldo and um, Tevez and mm. Rooney and he's always yeah whatnot together. Um, well, in, in inter- well, I, th- I think it's I think it's an important point because I think that if you look back through his, his successful time at United, 
mo- they've never struggled for strikers or goals. No. They've always scored goals. And, and they've scored he, goals and he, everywhere. And he's built the infrastructure and he's built a team and a success uh, route and a success uh, kind of. Um, he's got won so many medals that um, really top strikers don't mind really sitting on the bench for mm. the odd game. You know yeah. what I mean? And he Apart kind of has Rudy. that respect. Apart from Rudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, he's English. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mad thing with the Rooney thing, isn't it? It's like you can't really be the top dog at a club like United. No, they're too no. big. Well, they, you exactly. can't just have one standout player. The standard's he, too high. He made the. Cl- I mean, they've had such big names, but the, he's made that club bigger than any player. Mm. Yeah, that that um, ethos that that's there, which is what's all his creation now. Will they go back to being like a, a normal club now? Well, I think again with David Moyes being in charge, I think it's a good appointment. I think he um, very much breathes that as well. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get the impression they're both sort of left-wing boys from Glasgow. Yeah, they're not going to stand for any big time. Charlie's coming in, and that was perhaps one of the reasons why he got rid of Paul Ince. When maybe you could argue he got rid of Beckham, Ruud Van Nistelrooy, you know. And again, he's not he's not afraid to make those calls. If he's not afraid to kick a boot at somebody, (laughs) someone's head. Well, (laughs) well, we go into the noughties and um, there was talk of him retiring. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? It was ten years ago, whatever it was. Um, United <laughs> really undermined their campaign, didn't it? it did. Well, United they kept winning leagues, but they had to wait a little bit longer for another Champions League. Um, but again, he decided to to break up that great side, and it was Sal Yapstam, and then obviously Beckham, um, and one or two others. Um, and he wasn't afraid of, of shaking up the team and bringing in some new signings. And then the team that won the Champions League a few years on from that in two thousand and eight was Ferguson thought his best side: Ronaldo, Rooney, and Tevez leading the attack. And uh, you know. One of Ferguson's best points is that he evolves, um, yeah. tactically evolves. He moves with the time. He is, in one sense, he's an old school manager. He likes to be in charge of a lot of things and delegate a lot of stuff. But he likes to oversee everything from, mm. you know, probably from how the receptionist greets you as you walk yeah. into the club to how the youth policy is to who's coming in and who's the starting eleven on the day. Their style of play doesn't seem to change that drastically, though, does it? No, it's it doesn't. Just always attacking. It's always clinical yeah. those are the basic fundaments of it and he's exactly. evolved adapted it in such a way so often that you don't notice mm. the transitions happening and, the, and the amount of times you hear the old adage that oh, you know Manchester United one of those teams that they're not playing very well but they'll still win exactly. yeah, and, and, and that's not said about many teams in the last yeah. 10 years they win when they're playing badly mm-hmm. and, and, and that's such um, a great nod to Ferguson's um, you know, attitude that he's well because if you can win a cup and still get the hairdryer treatment afterwards then you know <laughs> well, you're, you're you going to go. have that instilled in you <laughs> that's right that's right I mean and also uh, you look at that say that side with Rooney, Ronaldo and Tevez leading the attack you know a very different team to the ones in the 90s you know he, he moved with the times he wasn't you know, he, you know, retaining his old-fashioned sort of disciplinary attitude, but he wasn't just a four-four-two man. You know, how many managers do we see that when they're younger they were they were a lot better, and when they get a little bit older, you know, the same could be said for maybe like Brian Clough. You know, in his latter years, he, he wasn't quite the same. They, they they tend to kind of cling on to previous generations yep. and, and previous generational tactical formations and attitudes, and don't move with the times. I mean, Ferguson. You know, he was managing in the seventies for crying out loud, and then now he's dealing with pl- what was dealing with player agents, with sponsorship deals, with all mm. this kind of malarkey. Twenty-four hour media, all exactly. That sort of stuff. But he de- he dealt with it Horses. like no other, yeah, well, like no other manager ever has done. Um, Two thousand eight was the highlight of his career. Yeah, when winning he, when, no, when he got beat at the quarterfinal of the UFA Cup against Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in there. I remember him for. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for coming, Luke. At Old Trafford. See you next. Right, I let myself out. <laughs> can we talk about his son now? No, but imagine if he unveiled Darren Ferguson as his successor. Oh, that machine would be brilliant. <laughs> um, Oof. Uh, 
they, of course they won the Champions League in, in 2008 uh, the John Terry missed pen yeah just how everyone would like to win it that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the side even yeah. if he's not involved you have him on as a guest penalty taker yeah mm. right you know what to do JT <laughs> <laughs> two more Champions League finals were reached but they were beaten by possibly the greatest team in the modern era yeah so we, we let him off it's very kind of us I mean um, that's the thing Ferguson's often said isn't it that he feels he should have won more, more uh, in, in Europe but it's so difficult to win that competition yeah. we see that every season but so every year they were they were challenging well I, th- I think that's what you, I, I think that that's what makes Ferguson the greatest British manager of all time and puts him above Paisley is, is that yes Paisley won three European Cups but if you look at the, the nature of the competition then and now, there are a few things which make the European Cup hard to win back in those days. Mm. The sort of lack of knowledge about other teams, different facilities mm-hmm. when you go away, difficult travel, that sort of stuff. Mm. But generally, the, the Champions League is much more competitive. Yeah. And so, given he's got his 13 titles and two European Cups, for me, I think Paisley won 13 trophies in nine years, 13 major trophies in nine mm. years, which is obviously amazing. But for me, that's why Ferguson gets it pipped, despite him winning yeah. only two. It's yeah. so difficult to win. It's so competitive. And they were in two finals as well. As, uh, yeah. that, you know that counts Which, for something. Could have gone on. Yeah, they probably weren't in. in well, also you could say Paisley took over from the great work Shankly did, whereas Ferguson yeah. built the house himself. Yeah. yeah, took over from what Ron Atkinson did. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Big Ron. Um, and, and another thing that that Ferguson will be remembered for is that. Uh, Whoever came up against him in the Premier League, he would always be the winner in the end. Mm. <laughs> um, we've had Wenger, we've had Mourinho, and obviously Mancini all won a few battles against him. But I mean, Ferguson amazing, would always it? Ferguson would always win the war. But F- Ferguson bowing out at Old Trafford, Mancini gets sacked. Yeah. It almost, it's almost like they like they're linked. Like yeah. Mancini's had four days to enjoy that news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the next. Thing. What do you mean I'm sacked? <laughs> 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 God's sake uh, What am I getting the United No okay right yeah. The way he sort of says uh, Will everyone stop talking about, my su- uh, talking about my successor My club should have denied this I was thinking Nobody's talking about your successor Everyone's talking about Alex Ferguson <laughs> yeah. Nobody's talking about your replacement <laughs> he also But you are getting sacked yeah. <laughs> He also said If they're getting it, uh, If they're getting someone else in Then I must be stupid mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bit <Uh-oh>. awkward <laughs> um, But Mancini was, was one of those few Who managed to wrestle the title away from Ferguson But he always got it back mm. He always <laughs> got it back Mourinho had him going for a season or two and, and Wenger did as well but um, there was always a sort of grudging respect between Ferguson and Mourinho though oh a lot of respect actually not, uh, certainly from uh, Mourinho's point of view I mean, did, he always calls him the boss or something mm. like that yeah he? he started off sort of making a bit of a splash and after that he became quite deferential he yeah. knew he knew yeah um, uh, so, I mean yeah I mean, Manchester City with all their millions put a superb team together and, and they won the league but Ferguson would have never left with City um, as the best team in, in, in Manchester let alone the land so he made sure that they won it back at the first time of asking and, and bowed out with 49 trophies including 13 Premier League titles <laughs> he, and also it's worth you know pointing out his stated aim was to knock Liverpool off their perch and that he did <laughs> which, is which seemed bold, impossible I mean what a claim uh, I know just just yeah. concentrate on yeah, I think I'm going to do as best we can maybe we can nick a league title no he had the big boys in his sights and he, I, li- I also like that um there's a great interview that the BBC put up on their website around the week I think that he was appointed United Manager mm. and he ends the interview by saying something like oh you know if, if we all work hard we'll be alright and it was like it's so prescient because yeah. like, what he went on to achieve is, is astounding mm. you know yeah he knew yeah. he knew back then one of the few interviews they could actually show <laughs> <laughs> found but, one when he was talking to the BBC that was <laughs> yeah. but I mean Sir Alex Ferguson was well and still is really Manchester United you know for his 26 27 years there he made them into the biggest club in the world 
which is unbelievable. I mean, people forget that, that they were not this big club. They've no, always been I mean, a big they, club. Yeah, they had their sort of glory days in the past, but they they weren't the f- global phenomenon they are. They're, no. they're an institution. Well, exactly. And, and they were the biggest club in the world. An argument could be made that Real Madrid and Barcelona have perhaps taken them over, but you know, at the end of the 90s well, and all, they were. To put it into perspective, to be a professional manager and manage over 2,000 games at any level yeah. is mad. For him to do such a big percentage mm-hmm. of those at United at the very, very top level mm. is so is so impressive. Mm. It's unbelievable. We may never see the like again. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, you know, he was very much from yesteryear with regards to his attitude and kind of his aura, but his tactical awareness and footballing mind was was of, of all eras, which ensured he was successful in in, in every um, in every generation that he competed in. Uh, mm. Just a remarkable, certainly one of, and for many the greatest manager of, of all time. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson into the team with that sort of thing. <laughs> Well, there you are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the Football Ramble for this week. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The website is thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. And the Facebook is facebook forward slash footballramble. Facebook.com forward slash footballramble. You missed out the dot com, but that's all right. I know, we all know that you think Facebook is like the bastard child around. We don't like it that much. Say goodbye, Jim. Uh, I'm going to do a plug first, actually. Uh, uh, again, uh, sorry. Uh, I am doing a preview of my new show, Stupid Animals, at the Birdcage in Norwich on Monday, <laughs> 20th of May. So if you live in Norwich, come to that. Are you oh. starting the Linton Travel Tavern? Uh, <laughs> if I can raise the bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely old job. Pete, my any, uh, Pete, any plug for you? Uh, no, I'm going to be uh, doing my own little one-man show down at uh, Skip outside uh, Asda. Uh, don't I, go to that. No, I've seen this show. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's worth seeing. I'm showing my collection of jigsaws at Alton in Hampshire <laughs> yeah. on the uh, 13th so of June. Norwich, Alton and Filey. They're the three places you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wall Street. You, Marcus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and Wrighty up to anything? No, not the other thing. We are this week. Tell us about uh, your pally and Wright. No, you know, the guy I used to play front for Arsenal in England. He ne- did he? Yeah, I thought I recognised him from somewhere. Yeah. Say goodbye, Pete. <laughs> goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Okay. I don't get a goodbye. Apparently. <laughs> okay. You got a plug? <laughs> <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> terrible hair look at your hair <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with it it's like thatching yeah. what's wrong with it's like it? thatcher what's wrong with this volume I like that <laughs> tell you they get one of those shampoo habits for volume you look like a fucking dog out of space balls <laughs> I, even, I only wash it in water you only that's wash it trick. in water that's horrific that's your trick yeah. that's not, not a trick not no. using shampoo is not a trick no, you, f- you do realise that that's why it looks like that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks worse with shampoo in it. Right <coughs> now. Ugh. I'm gonna vom. I told the missus she's alright with it. It must be a bit smelly. <laughs> it must be smelly. It washes itself, you mug. It washes itself. <laughs> you melt. That's <laughs> the sort of thing people who smoke loads of weed. That's say. the sort of thing people with dreadlocks say. Yeah. And that's I the way you're what, going, mate. If you want to smell it, don't smell bad. I believe you. Nobody smells your hair. You. It's disgusting. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 anyway, I don't like my hair. That was a funny noise. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 